1: Man City in full control. Take care of business against PSG, winning 2-0 on the night, 4-1 in aggregate. And for the first time since Pep Guardiola arrived in Manchester and Man City, they are in the Champions League final. A tremendous achievement. Man City in control. What's next for PSG? Jimmy Conrad, Champions League Tuesday recap begins right now. (laughs) Hey, everybody, welcome to Kego Lasso, our Champions League Tuesday recap. And Jimmy Conrad, Manchester City 2 0 against PSG on the night, 4 1 in aggregate. And Pep Guardiola and Man City finally in the Champions League final. Give me your reaction, sir.
0: Well, I'm going to start with a congratulations to Pep Guardiola for making the Champions League final for the first time in 10 years. That's a big achievement for him, especially without Messi, because he's never actually gotten there without Messi before. He's been to the Champions League final four times. They were all with Barcelona. He's won two of the four. So I like his odds. After seeing the performance today, I thought they were very good. You know what's funny, Luis, is that I tweeted out at halftime, my halftime analysis was the fact that the way they were set up was very Jose Mourinho-esque. They had everybody behind the ball. Everybody was working hard. The collective energy was there. Ruben Diaz was a grown-ass man today, making blocks all over the place like he was Dikembe Matumbo. And they scored their one goal in the first half over with a long ball over the top by their goalkeeper. It doesn't get more Jose Mourinho, route one football than that. So I thought that was quite humorous to see that Pep Guardiola is dabbling in the dark arts of defending to get to a final. I love to see it. Pep Guardiola is evolving and now he's actually showing that he's capable of managing any style necessary to win a game. And that doesn't bode well for whoever they face in the final because I'd like to think that Man City are the heavy favorites going into this one.
1: Absolutely. I mean, listen, we have talked over and over uh, about Man City and Pep Guardiola. And to me right now, After everything they've gone through, through all the years, this is the best I've seen Man City. They just look so good, and I guess... The they're
0: balance, they're balanced. They're just right? so
1: balanced. And I just think defensively, they're so good. I think Ruben Diaz is absolute, uh, Guardiola calls him the perfect center back. I, I can't disagree with that. It's, he's just so good. Sinchenko, Phil Foden, Paris born, Paris raised Riyad Maris with three goals over the two-legged affair. They just look so good. And whenever PSG had the moment, the opportunity to enter the final third, you knew that they had literally half a second to do anything because as soon as Man City, you know, said, Oh, wake up, boom. They were so organized. They were so hard to penetrate. And it's just, it's just such a great squad to watch. And obviously that's why Guardiola is so happy. He's so comfortable because his entire team is just like, yeah, we got you. Don't worry about it. I mean, they're so good.
0: One of the fun facts about Man City is that they are, well, they're one goal away. Kevin De is scoring it from having seven different goal scorers with more than 10 goals this season. That's ridiculous. The next best Premier League team, because that's the only team I know the stat for, only has four goal scorers that have 10 plus goals. So it just really speaks to how effective they are in so many different ways and how they can beat you in so many different ways. And to your point, I think for the first time in a long time, let's say for Pep Guardiola, his defending is just as good as his attacking. And he couldn't say that in previous iterations of Manchester city. And now he's finally got it. They spent a lot of money to get to that point and they had to, you know, they, they signed a lot of guys that didn't work and now they finally found that perfect mix. And I wonder if they go on to win the champions league and they obviously are assured to win the premier league at this point, will he compare this I'm just kind of curious as to how he compares this team to maybe one of his best at Barcelona. I would love to have that conversation with him once it's all said and done. Obviously, they still got 90 minutes to go before they get there. But uh, yeah, what a performance from them. With regard to PSG, Luis, I thought that they had some opportunities. They did a really good job of getting in behind Fernandinho and running at that back line. And what Man City do very, very well is they all pinch in and they force you to go wide and then try to whip something in. When I look at Mario Icardi, who started in place of Kylian Mbappe, which obviously was a big, big loss for PSG. I'm not sure that Mario Icardi had a touch in the attacking third in his 60 minutes on the field. I saw him hold up the ball a few times in midfield. I don't know if he did. And I just feel like PSG were missing somebody dynamic to kind of run those little, you know, essentially Kylian Mbappe type runs to pull a center back out of the space a little bit because they're going to have to track him.
1: Or Edison Cavani.
0: Yeah, <laughs> or him. Yeah, I mean, they just need exactly. Well, they 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 had some pieces in place before, and unfortunately, it hasn't worked out for them. I, there's such a big conversation to have about PSG, but I did want to celebrate uh, Man City first.
1: Yeah, I think uh, that's really where rightly we begin with Pep Guardiola and Manchester City. To your point, a very well balanced team. I didn't see anything from these two matches that showed me that. PSG were going to do it. That's what we all predicted that Man City were going to go through. I thought it was going to be 1-0. So they drew, thinking that maybe PSG were going to give you, like you said, somebody at least to hold the ball up front, maybe capital. And to be honest, in the first half, you know, they hit the crossbar, you know, there there were some moments, uh, but as the game went on again, Guardiola figured it out. Ruben Diaz figured it out. I thought Fernandinho was great. Senchenko is an absolute gem. Like they're just they're so good. There's they're nothing so good. wrong to say about them. And if you're and if you are a Man United fan, you know, you're angry because Man City is just so
0: well. Good. So let's see Man United win the Europa League. Then these two will face off, assuming City and they both win, right? They'll face off in the UEFA Super Cup. So that'll start off next season uh with a lot of fireworks, and that'll be a lot of fun. But we'll get there when we get there. With regard to Man City, they're just so so good, and not only I think when he when when you said that Pep Guardiola considers Ruben Diaz like the perfect center back, I'm not even sure it's about his skills. I think it's more about his attitude and his yeah. desire and his toughness. Right? We see some grit with him, and I think they've been lacking that a little bit. Where maybe they got guys that were a little soft but could pass really well. And and if you can pass really well, then then you know that you'll obviously fit in a Pep Guardiola system. But got to have that toughness. And so if if I can, if I may. I would like to liken Ruben Diaz to Carlos Puyol in some ways. Yeah, who,
1: that's not a who, bad assessment. Yeah, who, who
0: Who is tough first and is gritty first and is a leader first. And then you start to think about, oh, he's actually a decent passer of the ball. I mean, I never hit, I never see Ruben Diaz like hit a 60-yard ball. I'm like, God damn, what a pass. Like I don't, I don't, that's not his game. His game is to be a leader, be tough to play against. And one of my favorite plays of the whole game was when, Uh, Neymar did have a chance. He finally got in and was running at that back line and they were scrambling, right? John Stones is scrambling. Diaz is scrambling. Everybody's trying to get back in the play and then Zinchenko blocks it. Neymar should have hit that a lot sooner, but he didn't. It gets blocked and they're celebrating like it was a goal because they're starting to take that type of pride in their defending. And when you have a team like that, that's playing that way and thinking that way, that's only a sign of success. And and they're the heavy favorites for me. I I know Chelsea could come in and yeah, they beat them in the FA Cup semifinals. This city team's gonna be a different sauce, different gravy come the Champions League final.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so many ways you could go about this. Phil Foden is a, is a starter uh, for gem, England at this point to me. I just, I he's just so good. And I think everybody deserves to mention, all right, well, let's move on to PSG for a second. What, what, happen, what happens now? Because Neymar was meant to announce his new contract with PSG. Then the Super League news came, so they had to hold that. There was maybe a, a hint that it could happen before this second leg, obviously that didn't happen. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Obviously we have Fabrizio Romano and Jonathan Johnson know everything about this, but I'm just wondering about what he's thinking, just his overall future. He's 29 years old. He's not getting any younger. Obviously the market, the financial economical market is not going to help anything. Uh, But also more alarmingly, perhaps Kylian Mbappé, who didn't feature today, obviously because of injuries, but what is he thinking? Because he hasn't put anything on paper yet. Uh, Obviously again, the economical market may, uh, play the major role here, but what are those players thinking, Jimmy Conrad? What's your overall thinking?
0: (laughs) I would say frustration first and foremost. I think if I'm Neymar, he's going to take a lot of heat. I do think he was trying to do too much today. I think he was taking that extra touch when maybe he didn't need to maybe trying to walk in a goal as opposed to just shooting from distance. I mean, that guy's got so much talent, more in his pinky than I think you and I combined, uh, Luis. So well, maybe no, no. I've actually seen you. You're an incredibly talented guy. More, more than than me, for sure. <laughs> no, no, no.
1: But it's okay. You can include me in that. We don't. We don't <laughs> it's it's actually. And, and,
0: but but even Di Maria, I thought he, he, every time he got himself in a good spot in the in the attacking third, he just either held on to the ball too long or he made the wrong decision, like he passed it to somebody that was maybe under pressure as opposed to the person that was wide open or more wide open than the other person. They just lacked a little bit of that decisiveness, and I don't know if that's because Icardi was in and, and he's just not as mobile as killing Mbappe, or or they just they just didn't really look for Icardi at all. I mean, he was a, a passenger. He he just had the best ticket to a Champions League sem- semifinal I think a, a fan could ever have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah. When I'm if I'm Neymar and I'm watching the game, and and I'm sitting there and I'm watching my team try to play out of situations or even defend, I'm probably thinking to myself, my team's not good enough. Yeah. They're just not good enough. The depth isn't good enough. And he's got a lot of very good players, but not great ones. And that's going to be the big challenge, I think, for PSG is how do we figure out those pieces? They don't always, let me say it like this. You can have a lot of very good players that turn into a great collective. But right now, they've got a couple great players and some very good players, but it doesn't feel like they're all getting the best out of each other. And that's a shame because they're so close. They took down Barcelona along the way. They took down Bayern Munich even though if Robert Lewandowski was playing they probably wouldn't have taken down Bayern Munich it, it they're they're close but they've been a nearly team for ever since Neymar's gotten there they're mm-hmm. nearly good enough to compete with these guys they're nearly good enough and they never do and, and again There's three certainties in life. I have a lot of certainties in life, but there's three here, death taxes and PSG losing their minds for about 15 minutes in every single Champions League game.
1: Especially under a Pochettino system. They're just like, (laughs) you know, they're just totally going to... I think you mentioned a key word here with Man. I think this, this word serves right for both teams. Balance. Man City has balance everywhere. Everywhere. Whoever replaces whoever, it doesn't matter. They have it. PSG have like an A... Almost A plus on their day trio up front, and then a kind of a B minus, maybe a B midfield, and then at the back a transitional, a very talented pairing in Marquinhos and Presnel Kimpembe. But they're not the, they're not Ruben Diaz, and they're not they're not even John Stones. John Stones is, is playing very well, so you could see that there's a clear difference there. So if I I don't know because all, all the chips were placed on Neymar and Mbappe, but you forgot about everything else that's behind you. And that's going to be the key. If you want to beat a Man City, you better be good everywhere. And now, of course, I didn't mention Kyler Navas, who's fantastic, but he didn't have a good uh, two-legged affair. But it's not all down to him. It was just it was just a balance of play, I think. At Man City, just when you have all the cards on the table, Man City's is better.
0: You know what's interesting? When I think through the game, and I write down little notes, and I'm sure you do too, because we're going to come on and talk about it. You want to? You don't want to forget any any key moments. But I remember thinking after both Man City's goals it was against the run of play like PSG were actually in control in those moments. They, they, were. they were, they were controlling the tempo. And I think what's most disappointing. And I think we talked about it on HQ today is that you need your goalkeepers to make timely saves. And throughout his career, killer Navas has been that guy and he needed to make that save on the first one. Do I blame him for it? Absolutely not. I do not. There's not. there's not, it's, it's not me assigning blame. It's me saying that would have been a great moment for your goalkeeper to make a big save because they needed him to make a big save in that. There are a lot of other breakdowns to that, but that would have been that moment where if Keelan Novice makes that save, it stays zero zero. Maybe that zero zero extends into the half. PSG go into that halftime feeling pretty good that they can maybe get something out of that second half. And then the confidence and the mentality is different. Yeah. Once once they gave up that first goal, we you and I talked about it. We we not only in the pod, but also HQ. If City scores first, it's gonna be really hard for PSG to get back into it.
1: Yeah. And you know what? Like I remember in the first leg saying, you know, the moment that the Bruiner goal went in. And everybody was like the PSG side were questioning what was going on there. You could see that their confidence was literally left their soul and just went to Man City. And the game from that moment completely changed. And to your point about today, whoever scored that first goal was going to be crucial. And it just so happened that it was Man City. And then it was just over after that it, because they're just fully in control and there's nothing more to say. And you mentioned that they, they're your favorites in the final, regardless of the Real Madrid-Chelsea outcome. It's hard to bet against that when you're this good, when you're this strong. I And I'm with you. I know Chelsea did very well in the FA Cup, but this is a different kettle of fish, I think. And I, I think it's a different... I think Guardiola, now that he's seen what Tujo has... Then Guardiola is going to be okay. I'm going to alter and I'm going to try and figure it out. And it's just it's just going to be very difficult to bet against them. They're, just, they're the complete I mean, we're,
0: package. We're getting ahead of ourselves. I think Chelsea will get to the final, and we we discussed it. Already. Well, wouldn't
1: that be something? Because yeah, but, when you have a Premier League final once again since 2019, and then God knows what happens in the Europa League with Manchester know. United, it's going to be interesting.
0: If it's Chelsea City, I'm getting ahead of myself. But if it is Chelsea City, whoever scores first. I think we'll probably win that game
1: because, yeah, because they're controlling they're so good.
0: Yeah. They're just so good at locking it down. Once they get the lead. And, uh, then, and, Madrid, then, and then there's another one, but we'll get into that another time. <laughs>
1: Real Madrid city could be an interesting one. As That's,
0: well. oh, I would love that. I, I don't find, listen, I'll say this. The only champions league final I've been in my whole life. And I was so excited to be there. was Liverpool Tottenham. Just because Liverpool, obviously very, a lot of history in the competition and and so close to winning the Premier league. that season. you can say it, it was boring. It, oh my God. It was beyond boring. It was, it was awful. It was, it was the worst 90 minutes. And, and yeah. I had the opportunity to sit next to Luca Tony of all people. And I, not the last time I saw him was when I played against him in the 2006 world cup. So that was super random. So it was all these like little things outside of, of the game itself. But those 90 minutes were awful and yeah. it's, it sucked. And so I just worry because
1: when I saw the FA Cup game, I I tweeted, I said, Please don't let this be the (laughs) Champions League final. I'm very scared if it is.
0: I like when two teams from other countries play against each other. I I agree. I just think the stakes are a little different, feel different, as opposed to somebody you're going to see three or four times throughout the season.
1: I agree. Well, and now, a few days later, uh, from now, Man City can call themselves Premier League champions, (laughs) maybe as well. I mean, that's just Mm going to happen at some point. So that would be quite amazing. So, Champions League final. They're already a league cup winner and then uh premier league as well. So quite, they, we'll quite think about,
0: they're, they're going to be able to get to rest their players too. They win the Correct. premier league and now they can, and they're already got everybody healthy anyway. So I think that's going to give city a big advantage because whether it's Chelsea or Real Madrid, both are in a battle either for the top four or to win La Liga.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Great job, by the way, on the Ander Herrera uh, booking. That that was just money Uh, money in
0: your pocket. I nailed that one, everybody. I also had Phil Foden over one shot on target, and he got two, and he hit a post. I mean, I was really feeling it. I knew that he would get some looks, and he did. And so thank you. This is
1: why you got to listen to Lasso. because yeah, I missed
0: the final result. I got two out of three. I'm sorry, everybody. I got three out of three on my, my Europa League once, and then two out of three today. But so.
1: every now and again, you're going to get hits because you, you get your hits most of the time. And then every now and again, I'll put a rabbit out of the hat with the PSG uh, Bayern Munich game. So you, you've got to listen to Kego Lasso If you want money, You do, you do. honestly.
0: We give you th- good things to consider. There's a lot of wagering people out there, but we like, well, we're biased.
1: <laughs> Shame on you if you don't listen. And it's free. But anyway, free. G- <laughs> Jimmy Conrad, final thoughts before we say goodbye.
0: No, that was a fantastic game. I'm curious to see what happens with both teams uh, throughout the rest of the season because obviously PSG is still competing for Liga and also what happens with both teams during the summer. It's going to be a very interesting next few months.
1: Yeah, and make sure you keep listening because we have the Wednesday Champions League preview as well and so much more to come. Jimmy Conrad, thank you so much, brother.
0: Thank you, Luis.
1: Hey, everybody. I want to thank Jimmy Conrad for joining me today. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Kegolaso Pod. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Kegolazo, cbssports.com. We're on your CBS Sports app as well. Have a great, great rest of your day.
2: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.